Did we talk about enough of the stuff that we wanted to talk about? I think uh, I think we got another one in the books here. All right. Did we promote everything we need to promote? Um, this is 2928, and we're at 2928.digital and 2928.digital at gmail.com. And there's some tweets and some instas. Lopez runs the TikTok. Yep, the TikTok. I don't know what that is. Um, it, so there's, the, this, there's this new thing when I take my dogs for walks now in the neighborhood since the kids are home and they're trying to be outside and stuff. They have sidewalk the chalk. And they, they do mm-hmm. sidewalk chalk art with hopscotch and all that shit. And then mm-hmm. they get, every one of them has, like, nice advice. Like, it had to have been some sort of internet homeschool thing. It was like, hey, give someone a nice message or, or, or some encouragement. And then more than one house, I've seen a person say, follow me at, and then their TikTok name. Like, they're promoting their TikToks on their sidewalk chalk. That's kind of awesome. So maybe I can, can just you- start doing that. Maybe I can just start doing that for 2928. Just I'm like gonna tagging. send you sidewalk chalk. Please do that for twenty for twenty nine twenty eight. Just we'll hashtag pandemic shorts for everything, and then hashtag people will find us shorts. that way. Hashtag pandemic shorts. Just find us that way. So yeah, watch out for our uh, our user handles and sidewalk chalk on sidewalks everywhere. I'm I'm recording. I am also recording. Are you just sending me a picture of myself? I was it. it the Skype interface was telling me to take a snapshot, so I clicked on it. I didn't know what it was going to take a picture of, so it was you, apparently. <laughs> so Skype just told you to take a picture. It's like, remember this moment. Even though if it asked you to do that, it would be the same every fucking time. Yeah. yeah Wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, well, welcome to 2928. Uh, this is our second episode of the Pandemic Shorts. Um, which are are they shorts? Are they actually short? There, it's shorter for us to record it. We we get it in and we get it out. It's a shorter wait between episodes. Um, they're still about an hour long though. So there's that. I mean, it's technically shorter because we usually record for sometimes upwards of three three and a half hours, and then right, and then we know. chop it all up and get get yeah. our content there's for a, a month out of there. Yeah, well, tell everybody a little bit about the magic behind the scenes there, you know. We just, yeah, lift them the curtain. One big, yeah, 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 let um, them see under the curtain. I don't want to I don't want to get too far off track because I have something very important that I want to discuss that just got brought All to right. my attention about an hour ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I brought it to your Bill's attention as soon as I saw it. Uh, finish baseball. Okay, yeah. So Finish so you baseball. are you are you are currently establishing that we can just continue the normal format of the show, which is just Yeah, t- let's, right tell in. me about Finish baseball. Feet, feet, feet first. Well, all right. So the the more <laughs> the more I got in it was like it was like an onion. It was like peeling layers of an onion away. I just happened across it. It just came into my feed for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe everyone saw it at the same time. Maybe it just started trending, and I'm missing out on some sort of social network trend that I don't know about. But I don't think so. I watched a YouTube video about Finnish baseball, and I was like, what the fuck is Finnish baseball? And then I started digging and digging, and I found uh, a video all in Finnish that has some fantastic diagrams in it that explains it. Um, I don't ex- mm-hmm. understand the language, but I under- understand the pictures. But... As I was learning about it and thinking of how I would describe it on this very show, I started mm. noticing that this is exactly how Finnish baseball 
became Finnish baseball is a Finn went abroad to the U.S., saw a baseball game in 1920 or something like that, went back to Finland, described it somehow, but he de- he was describing something with, with which have so many moving parts and like technical jargon that's localized just to that one sport that no one knew what he was talking about. So they have no frame of reference when he's describing what a field looks like or what players do and everything. So then you have this this Finnish baseball field, which is kind of a diamond, but it's much narrower and much longer. The bases go from... <laughs> you, you run from home to basically third, then across to first, and then second is like 20 feet behind third. So you zigzag. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold and, on. And then it looks like me. Oh, and then there, and then, and then there's there's like like a an off ramp that a return that brings you back to home plate. Here's I okay yeah I saw all that here here's here's how I would describe it. Um, I would describe it as you're running from home plate mm-hmm. to just slightly left of the pitcher's mound. Okay. But except, and where's then, the pitcher? Where's hold, the pitcher stand in Finnish baseball, Lopez? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Everyone's picturing you gotta. It's you're calling it Finnish baseball. You're not calling it what it is in Finnish. So yeah, Pesapula or whatever. I, I can't pronounce that. I also can't pronounce that. It's in Finnish, which may, you may. You, I watched. What I did was I skimmed through. Part, until I found the part where I was like, oh, yeah, this is where I want to be, because it was showing the diagrams. <laughs> and then I unmuted it. <laughs> and it's yeah. like the quintessential finish, like, <laughs> it's like a very low, it's like a very, very manly, uh, Yurik language voice. Um, ver- it's super funny. Um, anyway, I. I I would say that you are running from. Uh, you sent me a picture. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. In the my, green okay, line. So the in, green line is what you're following when you're running. All right. So let me let me tell you so what it's I. It's basically halfway between home and third, and then you cut across hope, the pitcher's mound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I was just gonna do to you is I was gonna make it our own version of Finnish baseball baseball because I was gonna describe it wrong. Because I'm right. think I'm trying to remember it in my mind that, right now. That's the point. That's the have. point. That's the point I'm trying to make is we're now descri- is. we're describing it to an audience who has absolutely no frame of reference except they have the benefit of knowing what baseball is, what baseball looks like. So there's the that. picture that you just sent me will be on the website. Uh, yeah, and in the future it'll be in the show notes. But we're we we're not there yet. Um, basically, you're running from home diagonally to the left of where the pitcher would be uh-huh. and then and then you're running see the 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 like, like the backstop it, it, is what gets me fuck that's so fucking weird then you're then well, you it's, just, it's not a, it's not a backstop because it goes it keeps going back further and further it's a tunnel i know but the it's, imaginary that imaginary back line is so fucking weird and but Dude, then do you think that guy but was then just ha- like how you run how you run home then too is like outside is in like foul territory <laughs> the guy couldn't remember it, if this he is, went left or right i'm, <laughs> I'm like no, you definitely go left <laughs> i i'm so confused 
like I, I can only imagine what the Finnish like roadway system looks like if this is what their logical like oh well we need to make sure that the person running home and the person running to to first don't collide so we will have two parallel roads running to and from the same area. <sighs> the Finns are widely regarded as the greatest drivers in the world. So okay. I don't. But think are they are they are they are they, their, are they the great roads. are they the greatest road builders? Or just the greatest drivers. Maybe they need to be good drivers because their road system is insane. I I actually think it's more the latter, yes. Because it, it they start learning how to drive at like age 10 or 11 or something. It might not be that insane, but it's insane. You're learning how to drive. It's like driver's ed starts when you're like, let's say 11 years old, and you're just doing driver's ed like all the time until you're and they they pride themselves in being such good drivers you're actually encouraged to maybe not even maybe you're required um as part of the, like to like enter a race when you're that old do you know what i mean you have to like mm-hmm. you have to be like 15 or 16 and it's like before you take your like tests and stuff and you're supposed to enter like not derby like races but like actual car races that are on different uh, materials so you'd be on dirt or you'd be on gravel or you'd be on whatever do the fins are stellar drivers um, did yeah. we even explain it you drive to the left you drive you you the, the batter hits the ball we won't even get there yet you run to the left of the pitcher is first base and then you make a sharp 90 degree turn to your right and you run directly to second base which would be like if you were to run like first to first to third but not going through second like just straight line you go through a straight line yeah so you're like kind of in the middle of you're like in it's like if the diamond were cut in half and now you have a triangle but the flat part of the triangle is on the top now and you're gonna run in a straight line from second to third across. So like, there's a perfect triangle-ish from like home plate and second and third, and first base is like arbitrarily to the left of the pitcher in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. It's fucking crazy. And then, but then the out the third, then, then the out, the, the third to home. The outfield is beyond that triangular flat line in the back. But in, then in a square running home. It goes- <laughs> Running home, you go straight <laughs> halfway, and then you take a hard left, <laughs> and you're running parallel with where where first base would be. And apparently, every time you run into a base, you have to like body slam head first into the ground. <laughs> yeah, why do they all do that? It didn't. It, it's no on clay too. It's like on clay. They're 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 tough. They're tough people. Yeah. But then, but they're then here's tough. the most flabbergasting part is. The pitcher doesn't throw the ball from a good distance away from the batter. He steps no, up to home. Pitcher he steps up to home ball, plate, right? He he has to throw the ball at least one meter over his head and then get out of the way. And then the ball comes down, and the ba- and the batter comes running up with a stick that looks like a broom handle and just whacks at the ball that's dropping. All right, here's how that happened. They tried to actually do it the normal way. And they were like, this is too hard. Someone just throw it up for me and I'll hit you a pop fly. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was too hard. Flat. They didn't understand baseball, but they understood the word pop fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, because all those guys are in the back, and they're like, what are we doing back here? And some guy's like, I'll hit you flies. Toss it up to me. Easier this way. Let's do it like this. So I was also reading uh, each, like, uh, everything consists of two half periods, and half periods consist of four innings, defensive and offensive. Um, and then you're allowed to to bat three jokers in any given half period, and a joker is like a DH. So it's all DHs. No, like yeah, I think you can you can have a normal lineup too, but you're allowed to substitute in jokers. I just thought it was weird that they had jokers. Um, but the when I was talking I was texting you and Bill about this I started noticing that they have very specific equipment and it's equipment that's like specific just to this sport which is localized only in Nordic speaking uh, in Nordic influenced areas so it's like mm-hmm. all of Finland some parts of like Denmark and Germany and then like one one province in northern Ontario where there's a large influx of uh, of, of Nordic ancestry so there are companies like think of like Easton baseball bats or like cleats, you know, things things that are specific to a sport. In the US, there's so many people playing so many versions of that sport that it it makes sense to be a big business. What type of business do you think it is to be in the the Finnish baseball helmet uh racket because they look like they, it looks they like they just do re- it on the it, side. It looks like wrestling headgear or like water polo helmets or something. It looks exactly like that. It looks like helmets that football players wore in the 70s and 60s. Right. And then they all wear, like, tactical shorts, too. Like, shorts with, like, knee pads in them. Oh, man. And, Full circle. And the, the glo- and the gloves are, are completely unique to this sport, too. It's not just, like, a normal baseball glove. It's almost like, like a weak catcher's mitt. Yeah, I didn't do as fucking insane of a deep dive as you did. I saw it and I thought, this is weird, and it's in Finnish, so that's not going to help me. So I kind of gave up. I was also at work when you sent it to me. Um, Well, I was at work when I sent it to you, so (laughs) I'm I'm at work currently. (laughs) Whatever. End of times. It's fine. I... I, uh, Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say more about that except for... I, I'm glad you enjoy it. I've never, I can't believe I've never heard of this. Yeah, I, I, I can't baseball. believe it escaped any, like it seems like such an easy joke for someone to have made on on anything, you know? The fact that it's, it's escaped any type of scrutiny <laughs> outside of Nordica, nor, 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 nor nor, nor, Nordic, Nordic lands, How, what would you call that? Um, Scandinavia? Sure, that. That works. Um, yeah, but that, that was, there's a, it's, it's such a weird, weird thing for it to exist. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what the, um, phonetic alphabet sound is for the AE combined, but it's, Pese Palo? Yeah, I mean, that's how I was saying it, like, just blindly. Like, oh, I'm sure that's wrong, but... If I love it. It's, right. it's just like any... I mean, I'm just guessing. Uh, I love that all of these... All of Finnish words are hilarious. It's just like... Finnish is just... Finnish is known as one of the hardest languages to just kind of 
pick up if you don't know a if you don't know a related language or anything like that if you're just picking up um, I think it's a Uric language but if you're if you're just picking that up from from kind of nothing um, it's known as one of the harder ones to just kind of pick up um, you, know, you know I'm talking about like languages spoken by X million people or more not like insane tribal languages that are like you know whatever clicks and stuff well um, or regional dialects and stuff dude some of those sounds they make are incredible I'm just saying like we're not including those languages so pandemic shorts um yeah we need to clap from you? oh yeah we should do that at the 16 minute mark here <laughs> three Two, one. I think I was so, early. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who's gonna find out. Um, I wanted to do a little bit of vocabulary and defining. Um, as I was thinking through some of this stuff. Um, times like these, you know. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know or is listening in the future, um, we're at the. We're guessing the beginning of the um, 2019-2020 pandemic of COVID-19. So I always like to to leave a little uh, little area for that person listening in the future. Um, We're we're at the the medium beginning of, of U.S. landfall. It's been going on in Europe and Asia for probably, what, eight months now? A year? Eight months. Uh, when did it I start? I would say Wuhan? this. Re- I didn't. I didn't know about it until like November. Okay, so November, and we're in what April now? So six months. I guess. Uh, I I was gonna say a couple so wait, what, of words what vocabulary? that. You know, so we're using these words that we haven't used in a long time. Like, like, did you immediately remember the last time you heard the word furloughed? I mean, I've heard it or read it, but like mostly in like books and movies. Not, not. I don't use but it. But now, what's up? But the phenomenon with this, and, and everyone's using the word now. It's just one of these weird little things that all of a sudden everyone knows the word and everyone knows the definition of, and you're just like, oh, you right because it's a word that, that has that has like an impact on people's lives now. Like before, on it was every, just yeah, every exactly. yeah, exactly. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was what does it mean to be essential? And I was thinking about how this tied into a conversation we had on this podcast a while back. Um, when we were talking about, and you might have to fill in the blanks of what the actual topic was. I remember what we talked about, um, but we talked about what jobs in the world are necessary. Oh, yeah. And we talked about, you know, um, people who work in hospitals. We talked about... Uh, talked about healthcare. We, we talk- talked about... I think we talked about farmers and truckers. I don't but the know idea we- being... We need farmers. We need people to provide food. Garbage men. We need, right? We right. We need sanitation engineers. We need people to do that kind of shit, um, the dirty work. But 
there's a lot of jobs, um, and I think technically, you know, technically yours and my job, we're not really technically essential. Now I can argue that my job might be essential pretty easily, um, uh, but I can also argue it the other way. Right. And so, and so well, I was just yeah, thinking I mean, about... At what, at what point is, is it a fact that it's essential, and at what point is it just you bullshitting or spinning it to be that not you personally but like how like how how far do we have to spread our logic to to make that actually be an essential job because when uh when the the governor put in california put in a safer at home act for la and california and everything they had a list of essential people and we were trying to figure out who is essential how long can we keep working and there's a section that says essential is uh, news, media, television, radio, and podcasting. So I took that to mean, I mean, if podcasting is on there, then certainly documentary and reality TV can be applied there. So that's why... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, the who the governor in California said this? The, the official release they have for the Safer at Home thing gives a breakdown of essential yeah. people in different categories. Podcasting is essential? Yeah. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> not, only, not only is my job essential, but my hobby is too. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Wikipedia says uh, December 2019th was when um, coronavirus um, as SARS-coronavirus-2, which is the um, the virus that I'm going to get this wrong. I, I've heard it a thousand times, but it causes COVID-19. Um, December 19th, Wuhan, Hubei, Hubei province, China. Oh, so it was December. So it's, been, so it's December. It was happening. But I, I mean, like, we were listening to them talk about it on public radio and all of that stuff. And then uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I'll be... Honest, I was, you know, thinking they'll take care of it, they'll they'll nip it, and it'll be over, and we don't have to worry about it. Well, yeah, because we we've we've seen these things happen from afar before, and it and it amounts to you know some late night jokes, and then and then you know nothing that really affects anyone stateside. Right, and then but SARS obviously was maybe maybe the last time I I can think of this happening. Um, I mean, it's SARS and then H one N one, the bird flu stuff. Right, the bird flu. Don't tons of people still die from that shit all the time? Probably. I mean, so there's the there's an accepted amount of people that are going to die from most of those flus and most of those diseases and things like that. It's but those a lot of those we already have vaccines for, so there's something in place. This we don't have anything in place for yet. So this is our fucking inoculation at this at this point, and it's you know out of our control. Right. Oh yeah, it's way out of control now. The the thing that um, I, I didn't we didn't talk about last episode, um, and I wanted to touch on that idea that they had done a study within the government last year, saying that we would be completely unprepared for a pandemic of any sorts uh, of any sort rather um, in the United States. Like we just would, we would never be prepared. Our health system can't handle something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they just like 
Did, did you see that report or no? Uh, okay. No, but I, I, I didn't see it directly, but I've heard it mentioned. And just, yeah. So if you I, I thought it, that I just thought that was easy. Or, uh, explain easy it to me to like finish baseball. Out. No. Um, no, because I, cause I, I saw it already so long ago, and so much other stuff I think has clouded my mind in the time between, but it's just interesting to think that they thought about it and the report ended up you know concluding that yeah we wouldn't be ready we wouldn't be able to really do anything and then somehow it happens another thing that i was thinking about is since this is something that affects the western world now um it really has been, and I was thinking about what you said last episode with, you know, the, uh, with Spanish influenza of like, uh, 2018 and 19. And I was thinking about, I, I didn't get across what I was trying to say, uh, which is that our, this was a, in a way, this is a little bit of follow up from last episode, but communication is better and that helps us in theory try and prepare for something like this but travel is also so much more serious than it was back then and because this particular virus seems to be um or this particular bacteria seems to be so easily spreadable this is one of those things where we and you you had you had mentioned this this is going to keep on just recurring and recurring and recurring and i think at this point the only way to stop it would be you either figure out a vaccine or something to you know give all the patients but you can't really give everyone like just normal drugs and normal um uh antibiotics because that's just going to help the bacteria mutate faster. And you don't want that either. Well, so going back to just a few steps back to what you were saying about travel and how travel so much easier now than it was too. That's a really good point in that like now you can take off somewhere and land somewhere and be there before you even present any type of, uh, of symptoms but you're still contagious so you get off and on a plane easily and then you're mixing in with a whole nother you know subgroup of people and everything back during spanish influenza and and all the previous plagues and whatnot is like you would be on a boat for like three to six months if you were traveling from one country to another so you have time to show and display symptoms so they're like able to see that before you get on there so that's kind of one for the old times column i guess in that they're going to be able to quarantine you well before you you make it stateside but maybe that's the other i I, it could be just education and um cleanliness stuff of that nature but because millions of people died over the course of a couple years it yeah that might be one point for the olden times but it didn't seem to help I mean, what was the world population at that point, and what percentage of the world population maybe died 
back at that point. That's, I, I think, very... It's just, it's all very striking is what it is. Um, and it's surprising that this doesn't happen more often, I think. Um, that's the other Num- thing I keep thinking number about. Number of deaths for the Spanish flu, 50 million. Well, that's like a high estimate because they, they, the estimates range, don't they? It said about a quarter of the world's population at the time. A quarter oh, oh, of no, the no, world's it, it, population? Sorry, it, it, it infected 500 million. Sorry. Infected 500 yeah. million? The death toll is estimated to have been anywhere from 17 to 50 million. Holy shit. Okay, so even if 20 million people died, what the fuck? If you're talking percentages and we only lose 20 million out of this, we're still ahead of the Spanish, like, we're still doing better than the Spanish flu. Because how many more people are there now than there were then? And the other thing is, like, you were talking about flattening the curve. Were you talking about flattening the curve? I never uttered that once on, on the podcast. I have, I, oh, I'm so sure I've talked about it off podcast before. <laughs> Kim and I were talking about it, and I think it's a really funny thing that, um, you know, you have this, like, statistical jargon also entering the... The, the sphere. Okay, so that popped in my head because that was another one on the list. Well, it's not, for, ju- it's uh, not just statistical car- jargon. It's also like PR and like how quickly they come up with concepts and and PSAs and, and things that they roll out in a matter of weeks. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, it's like they have a creative team waiting there to, you know, explain flattening the curve or have a celebrity tell you how many times to sing their song when they wash their hands and bullshit like that. It's it's really wild how fastly they de- how fastly how quickly they de- they deploy <laughs> these 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 campaigns. Right. It happens very fast. I mean, we're we're quick to do that, but we're not quick to be able to you know, get enough masks or anything like that. Did you see that they straight up uh like the FBI just showed up at some guy's house who's been um, hoarding like like a hundred thousand pairs of like medical gloves and stuff like that. I did not. That's crazy. They just showed up at his house. They were like, "Oh, you have a ton of equi- uh, stuff in your 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 price gouging on the on the open market right now. Um, we need all of this." <laughs> and they That's just crazy. took it. And they said they would. They said they would give him fair market value for all of the stuff. But, you know, this is the, that's the problem with capitalism, right? Is like, so anywhere someone can make a buck, they, they will try. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. there's going to be opportunism there. There's going to be opportunism but in, any, to, in, in any country, in any, with any ethos. I mean, but you're, you're exploiting, it's just it's in, that's an incredible concept to me you're you're exploiting mankind for your own benefit at knowing that it could cost lives well i mean that's that's what the the healthcare situation in this country is is built on that's the foundation of it that's why you have uh, asthma medicine and, and aids medicine and and stuff that they're able to charge $1000 for $2000 for like that's accepted in one avenue but in another one it seems bad and cheap and whatnot Mm -hmm. it's it's so fucked up to think about um a little bit of 
statistics since we were talking about that on your wonderful um, NCOV2019.live um, page that I have continued to look at oh, God. since the last since the last time we recorded. Um, there are ten thousand more deaths. So in two days, and we have broken over the line of one million mark for total confirmed cases. I mean, I, and here's like, I, obviously we're going to be talking about this on the cast because this is very unusual and it's something that we're both living through right now. We're all living through, so it's all something that's worth talking about. But at the same rate, I don't necessarily, I don't know, I don't know enough about it to, to just sit here and bullshit about it, you know? Oh, no, I think we continue, we continue doing our normal podcast. I think there's that fine line between... Some people want to just, some people will hear this and find comfort in the idea that other people are living through the same, coming to terms with a concept that they are. And some people will go to, you know, our back catalog and listen to us talk about um, sports that we know nothing about. Yeah, that, that back catalog disappeared for about 20 minutes yesterday, so good thing, <laughs> did you, good thing you that do? came back online. <laughs> you took the I back was, end down. I was just trying to make the the website clean and, and organized, and I may have broken some links that shouldn't have been broken. <laughs> wow. As I was promoting um, um, someone, um, <laughs> I was talking to a bunch of people about a bunch of different things, obviously, and... Uh, I don't know how it came up, but some, but someone was like, uh, one, one person said, you would have a podcast. And I was like, thank you that I'm, I will take that as a compliment. And another person said, you're the perfect person to have a podcast. And that was an actual compliment. I felt good about that. And then someone else was like, you know what I want to do? I don't really want to listen to this podcast. I want to do a podcast. And I was like, all right, so you and me do a, a spinoff of different podcast. And that person was like, yes, yeah, right now, let's do it. <laughs> and what's what's the premise of this one? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. No, we, we're, we're, uh, we're currently uh, um, hearing offers of what the world needs as another podcast, um, which is probably nothing. I think everything has been talked about and will continue to be talked about over and over and over. Um, the other thing that I tried to say, I think I tried to say as follow-up for last week, I tried to say this like many times, I never got to actually get this out. I am so happy I still have my job and there are so many people who are still happy they have their jobs. Like you and me don't, we have not lost our day jobs. Um, through all of this and even a lot of my coworkers have and uh and that is i was trying to say last episode i just never was able to you know get this out i think it's important that your natural reaction is to feel like hey i want to hang out with my family and hey i want to i want to not have to work too and get really good unemployment for three weeks or whatever it is but it is way more important that you have your job. Um, and it is also way more important that these people who are furloughed get their jobs back. 
Um, and the other thing I was thinking about all of this is it might be really nice for some people who, you know, want to have new jobs and now they can think maybe I can actually pursue a new job. You know, if, if you have the liberty, um, you know, if you have a little bit of a nest egg, maybe this is a good time to change your whole life around and do what you really wanted to do. Yeah, I wouldn't go leaving your job right now, but maybe if you're if you your job has left you, then yeah, think of it as an opportunity. Uh, I was I just on that too. It's like I think it's also going to show employers and employees. It's going to show employers what they could one maybe forego in in future when everyone comes back, or mm-hmm. what they can pay people less to do because maybe they can just have them part-time or work from home and then for people for employees i think it goes a long way to show what they're capable of of completing job wise at at home so it becomes an option for them to be able to work from home and still be productive and still make a living doing what they're doing i i've had some conference calls over the past few weeks about new and updated remote workflows for for the editing world and mm-hmm. you know they they don't amount to a whole heck of a lot because it's there's there's a lot of moving parts there trying to adopt our workflow to to those new workflows but it's definitely something that like I'm going to make a push to have them at least have one foot in that world. So when, if, and when this happens again, it's that much easier to to deploy people from home. Right. Are you saying just have more online resources or are you saying like more, are you saying like more cloud-based computing for what you do or there's, there's a bunch of push-pull options. There's cloud-based. There's remote login. So, like, there's a bunch of competing things right now, format-wise. It, sure. It, but it all comes down to price, bandwidth, accessibility, and then people are stuck in the ways with how they currently work. So sometimes introducing new or proprietary technologies kind of muddies that water. If they need to change the way they're used to working locally to work from home, but in, you know three quarters of the same fashion but there's a new language involved or something like that it Mm -hmm. becomes very difficult like a lot of my job for the past three weeks has been tech support and remoting into people's computers to like explain things to them like it's very very flashbacky to being at apple and people would come in Mm -hmm. like i can't get my iphone working and then you're like did you plug it in and they're like no and i'm like (laughs) we're plugging it in Uh, (laughs) we're plugging it (laughs) yeah Um, but uh, I think what they're also seeing now is the huge influx of people who were like, go home and work. Everybody's going home to work. What does that mean? That means every person is hitting the internet at the same time to either work or do their daily streaming bullshit and everything. So yeah. we're, ta- we're tasking our existing infrastructure with the amount of people that are actually you know, pushing that much more information through the existing pipeline that that was already there. So hopefully this results in them, you know, laying some better, faster fiber optic or something or fucking Amazon and Tesla, they're always pushing their their satellite balloons or whatever it is. Like something's going to have to change to support the ability for the entire country to work on a faster internet. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I don't know what these satellite balloons are. Um, I always I always hear about someone wanting to launch like weather balloons that 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 provide their own internet satellite connection. I don't know who it is. If it's Zuckerberg or no, don't let him tell tell him to fuck off. No, no, that sounds stupid. (laughs) He's not telling Um, me personally. I'm not in a conversation with him. (laughs) I don't care. Tell him tell him to go back to Hawaii um, and stay there and don't talk to us and. Stop being so creepy on on fucking faceballs. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't think I'm taxing my internet currently right now any more than I always uh, than I usually do because uh, I have DSL at home and it fucking sucks. And uh, I think we have a pretty good connection at the office. At least we have decent upload speeds. Whereas I have zero upload at home. Mm-hmm. So also in the last. Mm, year or so there's a company that has laid fiber optic like pretty much completely surrounding me on all sides um it's not directly on like the road that um, we are just off of but it is about maybe a mile away um and i think there are telephone lines that go directly to that road but there's a road that is in a neighboring town. We're like right on the county line here. Like I go on a hike in uh, our backwoods. Um, there's like a mountain bike trails behind our house. And if I walk through the woods a little bit, we're like basically in the next county going back there. Um, and I think that's, uh, I think that's where like you know, a lot more, expensive homes are and all of that stuff back on uh, the old settlement road but it's interesting because these people have laid all of this fiber optic cable like all around and they're basically like get in touch if you want us to lay line and all that stuff and every experience that i've had thus far in vermont with asking companies like how much is it going to cost for you to like just talking to like comcast and being like look you're like not that far away you're hitting this many homes to get to me every last one of them is gonna sign up it's like you might have one person not sign up everyone is gonna want internet and or better internet or something like that because everyone has either nothing or dsl and dsl sucks and i don't know if they're in some sort of non-compete agreement with consolidated communications but which used to be fairpoint.net. Um, but the internet out here blows. And, you know, that's kind of part of the... I also have no cell service. That's part of the luxury, I think, is to be a little bit more disconnected out here. Um, but I would rather have good internet. That's that's one thing I would really want. Um, just to touch on what you just said before with uh, software and stuff like that, we got really lucky at work because we had just updated our entire phone systems and our phone systems were fully compatible with this software that, yeah, it's license-based and yeah, you have to buy licenses, but you basically can work from home by just buying a one-shot license. And the license allows you to relay and mirror and have like basically all of the same software on your home computer so that you can kind of digitally use your phone and it'll just relay from your phone in the office. 
to whatever phone you want. It could go to your house phone, it could go to your cell phone, it can go to anything. So that is amazing that we did that. And there's also this other software that um, basically is like the, the remote desktop kind of stuff. Um, and we, I don't know were how- you just, Were you just explaining all. call forwarding to me? But it's not because we use, I mean, yeah, but we use software for it because we have a 1-800 number that goes, that's, you know, you can call from anywhere in the world and we can also transfer. It's basically like software on the computer that allows you to use the in-house stuff too. So anyone can ring my desk phone. So you could just press a button on your computer and your cell phone calls my desk phone. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it's not like, I mean, this is not complicated. We could all just have cell phones, but no one has cell phone coverage at work either. So that also doesn't work for us. So we need like an old school phone system, which we have. So, um, but yeah, all the, all the salespeople, if they wanted to work from home are working from home and, uh, only two of the salespeople have decided to not do that which kind of works out for numbers. It just greatly decreases the number of people um, on the premises. It's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a win-win in that regard. Um, we know we need all of our salespeople. We, don't, we can't afford to let go of any of those people because they are, what they do is highly specialized. Um, it, it is interesting, though, to think about all of the things you said, like, what could the company afford to lose? What could the a company? What what could we really clean up? You know what I mean. This is going to happen for every single company. You're going to well, be like, oh, especially because clearly... coming out of this on the other side, people are going to have to tighten their belts in the companies too, because we have no idea how the extent of the damage that this is going to people do to people's bottom lines. So right. when they come back out of it, it's I don't think it's going to be you know roaring full steam. They're going to have to start dipping their toes back in cautiously and like. I don't know it's gonna it's it's gonna be uh weird it definitely makes me think like like as i was saying the last time where it's like i couldn't validate the amount of time i've put into this if it was just about delivering reality television to the network um so that makes me like reflect on like what do i actually want to do like if and when this all, all gets cleared up and we go back to daily life and we're all comfortable and don't have to worry about work in three months or whatever like that. What would I want to explore to actually do something that I enjoy, you know? Did you like documentaries? I thought you liked documentaries. No, I, like, I, I enjoy the, work, like the, the aspects of the work and everything. But at the same rate, if you're talking about, oh, going to the office and I have like a 43% chance of dying or something. Like, I mean, just like that's not an actual number. But if you're like... If you're like, oh, you could potentially die for this job. I don't think I would want to die for this job, you know? That's see that's okay. That now that is that is good content. What do you want to die for? I also will be honest and I will say that I don't want to die for my job. Um I enjoy my job. I well, yeah, really I, like what I do. I think what's happened to me is that for the longest time my job was like was my life it's just like my 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 purpose is to work you know so i think i equate most of 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 my um value in the job that i'm doing 
So that's right. pr- that's probably unhealthy unto itself, but maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot of jobs that I would die for, like literally or metaphorically. Right. I mean, you you're a hard worker. You enjoy working hard because it gives you like the ultimate satisfaction of accomplishment. And since you have something that is visually tangible, like you can you can see the work that you've done and it has made everyone else able to work. And that in itself is probably very satisfying for Right, that's you, the, justi- that's that's just- the just- justification I need to have worked, you know, with such disregard that I have for the past three weeks. So, but... All right, know, so mine is I musician. What- I would... That would be the one thing I'd be like, if I was on a stage in like, I don't know, whatever, wherever, India, Sri Lanka, name a place. If I'm on a stage somewhere, I'm playing music India. in a band and I've... And I've been doing that. Yeah, I'm big in India and nowhere else. But that's like the one thing I would say I would die for that. Yeah. But even now, um, maybe maybe even five years ago, I would probably have died for more cool stuff that I like. Um, but the other thing is like, now that I have a daughter, my life is so much less important right but that also means that simultaneously i have to my job is to not die so that i can make sure that i can take care of you know the next Mm -hmm. generation and that's a different sort of idea you know i don't it's not like i'm counting on my life being important or special or giving two fucks about what i do anymore because it doesn't matter now it's just about like building this idea of the American dream and doing kind of fun bullshit like that. I like to do on the side. Like, well, yeah, I mean, your, your, your purpose and your, your value system has changed because you're, you know, you've introduced new things into it. Yeah. Dramatically changed. I mean, I just don't, I, I, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I do for myself really anymore besides play guitar and bass and stuff like that at night sometimes is, well, we do this, which I fucking love doing, and we, and I work on my cars, which I also love doing, and I love the, I have that like that hoarder mentality, the thrill of the fucking hunt. God, dude, I am I am off the wall with like my my parts hunting these days. I'm just I'm psychotic about it. Just a complete psycho. Like anyone who even knows me and know and like likes the same cars that I like, they're just like, "How do you have that thing?" And I'm like, "No, no, no! I have six of them." <laughs> it's like I'm treating my life like I do my job. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. But it's so much fun because finding the right buys, and I think I probably mentioned this before, but since I like. 80s volkswagens um i'm getting to the point where only people my age like 80s volkswagens like no a couple of the younger generation are getting into them but in a completely different way like they're ruining them they have no idea what to do with them um and i guess that's always gone on because they're you know but it's this funny thing that just like now i can find all these deals because people who were like me 
10 years ago are looking at their shit in their basement like, what the fuck am I going to do with, you know, five of the same, you know, courtesy dome light? What am I? What am I going to do with five of those new in box? No one cares about that. And then they put them on eBay and I buy them. That's what happens. It's, it's nice that you have a, a hobby that's so accessible and, ver- and, and varied that you're very passionate about. Super passionate about it. I also have been selling stuff. I've been buying and selling stuff on the side. So it's like... What I do for my real job is not Volkswagen parts. I do other car parts. What I do on the side is Volkswagen car parts. Because I know what I'm looking for. And, you know, I've, it's a car that I've been in. It's I've, I've had a car like this in my life since I was two years old. And never not had a car like this in my life. So that's the, that's the push, is that it's because it's always been around, it's been reinforced that way and i know you know not that i know every fucking nut and bolt i don't but i certainly know all of the trim pieces and i certainly know all of the pieces that fall off um and i know issues other people will have so i had i told you this a while ago but i had 20 or so of these like little um these like hvac unit like pieces which is just the 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 bezel piece that clicks in for you know you 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 turn on the ac or not or you turn on the heat or not and there's this little tiny pain in the ass like dash bulb that always goes out and most people are just like well fuck it it just doesn't work and they and people forget that that's backlit because it's it broke 10 15 20 years ago and i found this backstock in pennsylvania and this lady had them for like 12 bucks a piece and i was like oh shit and i bought one i put it in my car and it was perfect and then i went back and the ad was there and it was there were like 19 of them left i was like oh that's you know i don't know and i i let it sit i showed a bunch of friends i let it sit there and then i went back like three weeks later and they were all still there i messaged the girl and i was like how much do you want for all of them and she basically gave them all to me for like 50 bucks. And I've sold each and every one of them for $40 a piece. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of those things like you understand the concept of someone's not charging enough for this because they were charging so little for it that it looked like it was the remake that people buy. Are we doing, is Tahoe still a thing? Is that still happening? As far as now, yeah, the wedding. I was supposed to go there this weekend to like start doing tastings and check out uh, some of the hotels and stuff, but uh, wow. that, that got canceled. Um, wow. We're still, it's four months from now, so we're hoping. But even then, the way we were talking last time is like, how many people are going to be hanging out at a, with a group of people in, a, in an area, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be weird to be, you know, either on the tail end of this or during this or post this, like, trying to throw a, a happy time with a group of people you know mm-hmm. are so, are kind of our weddings and stuff like that currently canceled in california oh yeah yeah we uh i've seen a few people who have uh had to cancel their weddings and shit wow 
I mean, well, maybe we'll keep keep lying to ourselves until I don't know June and then start worrying. Hmm. I mean, maybe we'll just do what we did, uh, or you guys can do what we did, and just like do it early, and then just like reap the benefits of like being the Mister and Misses, and then have your big bash the following year or something. Yeah, that's what we were what we were talking about as our plan B is just uh, get get the fine print taken care of, and then worry about the party later. I mean, if you called now and tried to book the venue for the following year and just be like, hey, look, this is great. You'd, I bet they wouldn't even bat an eye, you know? Well, I, I think we're just going to wait till it gets, if they move it, and then, you know, contractually they have to. Right. If we approach them too early, I would imagine it's, a, it's kind of like a non-starter. Especially with the amount of money that, that they're that they're leaving on the table right now, because no one's staying in hotels. Last time when I said that they should be putting uh, homeless folks in 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 stadiums, I completely forgot that no one's staying in hotels. We should just put all the homeless people in hotels. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure all the hotels want that. Well, but I, I agree with you. I think that I I know, <laughs> but it yeah, we commandeer the hotels. Great. I I think that's amazing I, I, I imagine you know like we give some people like just a fucking fighting chance you know imagine if we were good people and we and we decided to just like take the money away from the billionaires like leave the millionaires alone millionaires can be millionaires but take the money from the billionaires and just be like look you've passed the threshold we're giving it to the poor people now I bumped into, well, I didn't bump into, but I saw that, that girl that, that was trying to sell me 3D glasses. She's still out on the corner uh, today trying Good. to sell it. She, people, were, people were buying the 3D glasses off of her. Same thing? I, yeah. I, I'm like, that's very ill-advised. Like Putting shit on your face from people you don't know. Why didn't you go talk to the person who bought it and just go ask, her, ask if it was drugs? No. I'm, I'm, I'm not going through any of it, man. I'm just trying to avoid it. Dude, that's gotta be drugs. That's gotta be like they're they're like she's like getting rid of her LSD or something like that. You think she's an LSD dealer that's selling it through 3D glasses? Yeah, it's in the glasses. You lick the glasses, or it just touches your eyeball and it gets absorbed in through the cornea. Uh, <laughs> it touches your eyeball. Ew. Oh. Oh, I don't want anything to touch my eyeball. Oh my god, LSD contact lenses. Yeah, that would get right in the right in the bloodstream. Ugh. <laughs> you should have asked, man. You should. You gotta figure that shit out. You gotta figure out what's going on in LA, man. I gotta figure out how to get out of here. I mean, you have a car, don't you? Yeah. I mean, my door's always open, so. I have to drive through a bunch of states with California plates. I'll probably get in trouble with all the, uh, you know, people in lockdown and quarantine f- and, you know. I already thought about this. You buy on eBay a plate from every state that you're going to be traveling through. And just put fake plates on there that aren't registered? Yep, every time you cross state lines, you put the, the plates from that state on. I'm sure that won't end with me getting arrested. 
I think it's one of those things that like most of the states throughout the central the central if you're not stopping anywhere dude no one's gonna say anything if you're just like powering through no one's gonna stop you if you need to get out of dodge i got plenty of extra cars too i have i have I'll drive three thousand miles and swap my car out <laughs> <laughs> no if you wanted to get on a plane if you wanted to chance it. I can't imagine trying to get on a plane right now and then being on a plane. It bothers Dude, my me when friend people just... cough and sneeze on planes when, when there's not a pandemic. If that shit was happening right now, it would be, it'd be a free-for-all. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was so surprised that you're still going and doing all your stuff just because, like, you are totally... I'm not going to call you a hypochondriac, but, like, you definitely take offense when people are being gross. Well, there's fewer people here, so I there's no one really at the office. That's a good point. But I, so one of my best friends just moved back from Japan. He, he flew in the 30th, two days ago. So, and he's got his wife and his little baby son. Flew in into where? Uh, They changed over Dallas, Fort Worth and flew into New York. Oh, wow. Yep. I didn't get any updates from him yet. I haven't seen... I mean, the jet lag and the, like, time difference change must be painful. So I didn't really, didn't really ask him how things are. All the time, need the chocolate go by and where they do the hula hula dance. I fell in love with the chocolate dove while learning the funny funny dance. This poor little kid, why is he never did? Been loving before, so I made up my mind. I tried to find the only girl that I did love with. Holly, girl, you're mine, girl, you're mine All the time I'm dreaming of her I'm a Holly who loves 